Welcome to a brand new episode of Getting to the Truth in This Art. I'm your host, Rob Lee, and today's guests are Steve Chu and Ephraim Ababi. Mm, I botched that a little bit, didn't I? Yeah, a little bit. Eh, nine uh, out of ten, though. Nine out of ten. Okay, okay. Nine out of ten. Good, good. Um, so I want to thank you guys for coming on and welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Thank you for so, having us, yeah. Yeah, and um, this is it's it's rare that I'm, I do two people at once. So that's why I'm a little thrown off. But um, yeah, um, so I want to get into the story, like you guys starting here, you guys kind of building up the business, and let's what's the what's the story and, and, and the uh, inspiration behind your business? Um, so like we all met in college, uh, just like building houses for Habitat for Humanity, and we always kind of wanted to, to go in business together. And uh, we at first we wanted to do a food truck. Um, yeah. But when it like came down to it, a food truck was like, you know, 80 grand. And we were like, what, 23 at the time. Um, and I think the co- a combination of like three of us, we had like 10 bucks to our names and like, <laughs> Maybe like a like extra pan button, yep. yeah, that, like that. That was about <laughs> it. So we had to kind of retool uh, what how we wanted to approach his business. Um, so we sure. got a hot dog cart, and then the hot dog cart turned into a restaurant. Okay, okay. So so what's what's the flavor on the hot dog cart? Like, I mean, is is uh, is ketchup part of the dog? What are we doing there in this original setup that you guys had? <laughs> Um, so, I mean, you know, the hot dog cart, that was just a vehicle that we could use or worked for what we needed it to be. We didn't yep. do any hot dogs at all. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like we did pretty similar food to what we're doing now. Uh, you know, minus some of the fried stuff. It's pretty hard to fry chicken on a hot dog cart. Uh, so we did a lot of braised items. That was really cool. Uh, and then we just kept at it. So... With it, like like starting off there, you knew you wanted to go into business and um, meager, meager dollars, slim dollars at the time. So um, what was some of the like the training and some of that background that you had from maybe a culinary standpoint and also from a business standpoint that said, all right, this is going to be the right move? Because I've had a few, few food truck ideas as well, and I've gotten to that point where it's like – I can't afford this. <laughs> and I just kind of <laughs> pivoted to something else. And, and you guys had the perseverance to go on. So what training and, and background did you have to say, this is what I'm, what we're doing? Um, I've been working in restaurants ever since like, I can remember. Um, yeah. Like first job I got, I was like 13. I was like doing dishes and stuff. Um, and then I worked for Chipotle for a little bit and then I helped them open up their Asian concept. Uh, I worked for Foreman Wolf. I worked in New York for a little bit. Uh, so, yeah, like in total, I think my training took like 10 years. I mean, we're still learning every day to this day. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I worked like 10 years before we started the hot dog cart. Okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, and he was like the world's best Starbucks manager. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was fun. Uh, you, you know, you learn a lot of uh, tricks of the trade uh, when you were there. Yeah. Uh, they actually have a pretty, pretty decent system for, like, management and, you know, training and all of that. So that was that was 
pretty educational. Does your name tag say James on it? Or no. say from- <laughs> no, unfortunately, it didn't. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, I, I guess when we when we started, it was, you know, you, you have to have the knowledge of like the food and yeah, your food has to be right. And then on top of that, you just have to be willing to, you know, to work, you know, 25 yeah. hours out of the 24 you got to make it work, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's it's really not hard to to start a business or to have a successful business. You just have to work your ass off, and that's it. Yeah, and if you think you're working hard, you're really not working that hard. Because because the hard workers never say they're working hard. They're just like I'm just I'm just living life, you know. It's almost like you're uh, you're too busy to think to think that you're working hard. You just I'm just busy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because uh, like trying to tr- to build this this thing that I'm doing here, like I've been a podcaster in Baltimore for almost 12 years, and wow. it's nowhere near like running a business in, in in terms of like the prestige and the terms in terms of like some of the workload that's there. But I do understand the importance of like hard work and putting your just putting yourself out there, putting the work in if you you want to succeed in it, you get out of it what you put into it. I think. So speak on the menu a little bit. I want I want to know a little bit more about what what is it what 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 does it take? What goes into developing the menu? A lot of bad food, like like a ton of bad <laughs> food, a lot of wasted food, a lot of like weird faces and like people being mad at each other like why why would you serve me this? Um that's funny. <laughs> yeah, definitely a lot of emotions. And then, uh, you know, once in a while, you'll hit something that you're like, oh, this is good. And then you'll be like, well, fuck, how did I make this? I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like me editing a podcast or me doing some something in my Alanless job. Like, how did I run that script again? Ah, shit. How am I going to get back to that? Yeah, pretty much. So... So what I read is um your 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 restaurant is it has a focus in like it's like Asian fusion and like why why Baltimore for for Asian fusion speak a little bit on that So we all met each other in in Baltimore you know we all went to UMBC and mm-hmm. and I I grew up in well I spent like half the time in Montgomery County and the other half the time in Baltimore County and I don't know. It's just like something about Baltimore that just kept on calling us back. And okay. like the people are awesome. The neighborhood's great. And like Baltimore is really the neighborhood in the city that, that raised us. Like they yeah. gave a bunch of like 20 something year olds a chance at a hot dog cart and gave the hot dog cart enough business for it to open up its own restaurant. Like that's, that's, that's pretty crazy. Like it costs like quarter million dollars to open a restaurant. So from a hot dog cart to generate that much revenue, it, it was like a, like a big blessing, you know? Yeah. That's, that's one of those things that I read about, like Baltimore definitely looks out for like people who are from here and who are like about Baltimore. There are a lot of people who come in despite this, this kind of reputation, this malign reputation, I like to call it. I, I think we're a real city. I think we're a gritty city, but also I think that there's a lot of talent and a lot of just cool shit that's happening here. And I think there's more focus in the negative than what the reality is. But one key component that I've kind of gotten out of, um, that I've gotten out of doing this podcast is 
people support their own. People support, like, if you're from here, we're supporting you. And what, what, what is something like memorable that you could say, like, you've experienced from that, maybe that support standpoint when it comes to like being in business here that you've gotten, you're like, all right, this is, this is one of the reasons why we're doing this. You would only get this from here. This is, this is good. Um, I mean, I think like one of like the best things is, uh, when Baltimore is there to let you know when you mess up and it's coming from a good place. That's what's like, what I love about it is, you know, saying, Hey, like, we love you. You're awesome, but you, yeah. you know, you need to fix this or, you know, like this, how you can do it to do it better as opposed to just like writing you off. And that's yeah. just, that's just great to have, you know, and it's, it's just wonderful. Like there's great support. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's, that's, that's what I'm seeing out there. And that's what, what people have been saying, especially like during the last six, eight, however many months has been, I don't look at a calendar anymore. Cause I don't know like what month it is outside of, okay. It's time to get a little colder um, in the morning. Um, so I, I noticed that like distances have been like just kind of pivoting changing how they do business, maybe doing the take home thing, maybe doing online things, um, classes and so on. I've seen a fair amount of restaurants start podcasting, which I, I like you step into my territory. Come on guys. <laughs> so what, what are some things that, what are some trade secrets that you guys are doing like to kind of pivot in this or how, like, how's that gone? Like how's your business maybe changed? Obviously, during like like COVID, it, how has that changed, and what kind of pivots and what kind of things are you guys doing that are like combating the new normal? Like everything that we've done and implemented has to, it's to like make sure our team is is safe and healthy, um, and also to build like a really safe and comfortable environment for our guests, and. Uh, like one of the biggest challenges is definitely dealing with like, like people's expectations and the struggles that they're going through with COVID that's outside of the restaurant. Like that's, that's been really, really, it's been a big challenge. Um, but yeah, you know, just building the best safest environment that, that we can for the team. Like that's all we can really do. But yeah, like when it comes to pivoting, that's kind of all we did was the, the number one concern is is safety. And that's it. We do have a lot of people that come in and they're like, I don't understand. I have to wear a mask. It's like, like, bitch, don't you read the fucking news? Like, do you not have a smartphone? Oh, yeah. And then there's some people coming in. They're like, I don't like it that you're online only. How how entitled is that? you know, what if we don't have the internet? And I'm like, dude, you're on Yelp writing us a review. Like, what do you, you have the internet, bro. And if you don't have the internet or like you have a flip phone, chances are you're probably like 82 years old and eating fried broccoli or fried chicken's right not in your, your best interest. <laughs> and they just like, yeah, they get so mad at us. Like, why are you getting mad, man? Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I would say like, I remember I was in maybe Federal Hill and you know, you just go past like businesses and see like what's happening. And I saw it was like one sign that was in the window. Uh, I think it was like a card, like a gift card shop or something. And I was like, I'm sorry that COVID ruined your birthday, your insert, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, who gives a shit? And I was like, wow, yeah. this is great. 
And like, I noticed that that's a thing. Like I've had, um, I'm, I'm friends with, um, Roz that runs Diablo's, um, donuts. And, you know, he would tell us just different stuff. Me and my, uh, my man, Dan, he would tell us different stuff that's happening. And, um, Chris from uh sophomore and, um, you know, in, in the city or what have you, sophomore coffee. And you would just get these different wild responses. And it's just like, look, you're here to, spend some discretionary income and enjoy something that at the end of the day isn't the most important thing in the world. So fucking tighten up. Yeah. Like there's billions of people on this planet and everyone's required to wear a mask. Like what makes you so special? Oh, it's your fucking birthday. What do you do? Like, <laughs> like what? Some fried chicken. <laughs> selfish. Some fried chicken and fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, that's selfish motherfuckers, man. Um, all right. <laughs> so, um, Going back a little bit, so you guys have been like really, really successful. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit like a big shot that I got you guys on this podcast. So, um, what would you attribute like to some of your your success? And if you already have said it, please expand expand on it a little bit. Um, I think really like if we have any successes, it's because of our team. Like that team is that's everything. I mean, you know. Like, you know, they, they run the restaurants. They, they tell us what we need to do. Uh, you know, they're the ones, you know, dealing with the customers day in, day out. I mean, yeah. when, when COVID first started, for example, you know, they're the ones that are like, like, hey, you know, these are our ideas. This is how we should implement this. And then we just, you know, you know discussed it and went forward with it. And, and they've been like, you know, troopers about it. Uh, and that, I think that's the one thing that works. That's consistent and always works for us. Okay. Let's get this guy. Oh, sorry. And like the team has also been able to like take on and share the work ethic that Ephraim and I share. And it's it's been really awesome to see that. Like, yeah, we straight up like team no sleep, man. Like we'll work like sixteen hours back to back to back to back and it'd be like fucking nothing i mean it's something but yeah it's it's, it's cake oh yeah oh yeah i dig that just team no sleep uh yeah <laughs> um so and i know it's been different but no in 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 i guess in a different time what would be a a typical day at at ekiben For who? Um, yeah, that is a loaded question. Um, <laughs> well, so like, like every weekend. day, it's, it's like a, it's like a strive to, to be better than yesterday. Sure. Um, so every day we're just trying to push the envelope forward, whether it's like improving the product or technique or training. Um, it, it's, it's really, it's really big or like improving the culture of the company, like every day, like the company has to move forward, you know, little by little. Um, and that's kind of like every, everyone's job in the, in the whole company. And whether you're like a dishwasher, it's like, yeah, how do you wash dishes better? So you can move to another station or yeah. if you're a manager, it's like, yo, how do I lead my team better? Or for us, it's like, well, how do we make sure these systems are like more efficient for the team? Uh, how do we like train people better? Yeah, it's always like how to be better, 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 better. So makes makes sense. It's always just whatever 
the next day, just be better than your last. And you, you, it sounds simple when you hear it all the time, but people don't really apply it. It's just like, eh, how can this be easier? Like, no, if it, if you're doing it better, it can being easier can be baked in. You can be more efficient. You can do it better and it's a better experience. And for everyone that's involved, I think potentially. Yeah. So see, I mean, like we're, uh, we're all like children of immigrants. So I think we really take that, like, you better get like a plus mentality to like, like everyone on this, on the staff. Um, like if you look at our team, they're like all super diverse too. So yeah. like watching everyone's work ethic, it kind of, it, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, so I have a few more questions. Um, some are going to get weird, uh, but not too weird. Um, well, with this one, I, I have, um, advice, advice you to give so, to someone that's, an amateur chef or that wants to get into cooking or someone that wants to go into business. You, you touched a little bit earlier, like it's not necessarily hard to, you know, start a business or what have you, but you have to bust your ass. So some advice you'd give to someone either from a, a cooking standpoint, um, running a restaurant standpoint or being an entrepreneur. Um, I guess from, uh, it's like running a restaurant. Like what I learn more every, every day is that you, you just need to keep, listening listen and learn and you can learn from anybody and everybody um so like like we were trying to just build an environment where like you're learning from each other all day every day Uh, that's that's a very big thing it helps you know helps me grow personally Uh, i think from cooking standpoint i mean you just just work hard and like keep your head down Shut the fuck up. Like that's, that's, a, that's a big one. No, I'm serious because if you're talking, you ain't fucking working. Like, ah. <laughs> but, you're I mean, right. That, that's it. Yo. And like, there's always someone working harder than you. Yeah. Um, just, just, just keep on going. And if you think you're at the top, uh oh, like, like you're done. You know, you just keep, keep on climbing their mountain nonstop. Yeah. And just, just always learn, just always learn, always be better. Like just be humble. Um, you know, when you go out, like go out and learn and ask for advice or if you're working for like a chef or someone that's like older than you, just, just learn from them, you know, stop like yeah. mansplaining and just, just listen. And you don't, you don't have to agree with what they're saying. But if they're taking the time out to, to talk to you and to like teach you these things, um, you might as well listen. Like people who are older than you, they've lived through life longer than you. So they've gone through like a bunch of shit. And for them to tell you their mistakes or whatever, they're showing you potholes that might come in your future. And it would do you a big service if, if you listened. Because kids nowadays are just like, I don't have to listen to shit. I get all my news off Instagram. It's like, no, no. Oh my goodness. Buzzfeed, Instagram, Twitter. It's like, no, get it from another person. They've seen it. It's, it, it's, yeah. it's a butthole coming right there. You're not here. Yeah. Yeah. In your fucking phone. Uh, all right. So let's see. Since, well, one last question about the play, about, about, about Ikiben and um, food. What is your favorite dish to create, to prepare? Um, that's either just your situation or at your restaurant. What is your favorite thing? It's like, yeah, I'm going to do chicken today. I'm going to do some fried chicken today. 
Um, in the restaurant for me right now is to to make the borrego bun. It's just like really awesome. Like when you build it, it looks super tasty. Like I just want to bite into it before I hand it to a customer. I can't. <laughs> so I, I just keep making it. But you know, um, it's a pretty awesome dish to make. Yeah. Um, at home, I don't know. I, I have like a like, like a kid, so I, I just you know, like he loves like simple food, man. It's just like you boil him some broccoli, and he's a happy kid. So it's just like that's just like really awesome. Just like wake up in the morning and just like boil some broccoli for a kid. That's just that's a good way to start your day. I think I'm gonna start my day with some broccoli. I think I'm gonna make that happen. <laughs> um, neighborhood bird is definitely like like my jam. Um, it's it's become such a popular sandwich. It's kind of mind blowing. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like so much finesse that it takes to like make this product right. There's so much care in every step to get that like perfect fried chicken like into the the guest's hands. Um, yeah. It's 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 awesome. Um, at home, I'm definitely not frying anything at home because I like my couch to smell clean, um, and not like grease. <laughs> um, I just like eat real simple stuff at home, like. I'm like a kale salad and almonds kind of guy. I'm like I'm you know, I'm mad fucking boring, dude. I'll wake up, have a <laughs> have a green smoothie and a coffee, and I'm like out the door. Um, in, my, in my green smoothies, I pack a bunch of stuff like nuts, fruits, veggies. Like it is thick. It's like a like a Dairy Queen like turn it upside down. It's not gonna fall out of your glass type deal. Um, but that'll that'll give me enough energy for like like six to eight hours. And then what lunch is just like whatever I want. <laughs> I dig it. Okay. So um, here's the, the last few questions that I had. And again, thank you guys for coming on. This is, this has been good. This has been a treat for me. Um, what is describe a perfect Baltimore meal. What is included? Oh, dude. So like one of the best things about the Baltimore food scene. And, and this was like something that you were talking about earlier, how, um, about like Baltimore, like public perception of Baltimore, but Baltimore has great craftsmen. Like if we honestly, like, yo, if we compare like Baltimore restaurants to DC restaurants, like yo, pound for pound, I think Baltimore restaurants are, are better. Um, they might not be as, as fancy. Um, sure. and, and the, the dollar amount might not be as high, but the amount of care that like everyone puts in their food in this city is, you know, it's, it's everything like your pound for pound for pound, man. Our fundamentals are right. We know how to cook. We know how to season and, and we just want to learn if we're hungry, you know? I had a, a few last questions that I have you. And then uh, again, shameless plug. And, I'm, and thank you again for, for kind of hanging on here. Cause yeah, there have been people who say, yeah, I'm done. Bye. Um, so Let's see. Um, I think we were we were on the Baltimore food question, but I think you answered it. So that's I think I have that. That should be fine. Um, I guess the 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 last question that I have. Um, what's what's the most recent song you've listened to? Yeah, a little bit of a weird question, but kind of gives you an idea of a person's uh, proclivities. What are you What are you listening to right now? Well, you don't listen to music. 
Yeah, like me, Don, me, yo, you love country music. Just, I do love country music. <laughs> <laughs> Red Dog, Hillbilly motherfucker. I grew up in Southwest Virginia, so I listen to a lot of country music. Okay. Um, That's pretty unexpected, actually. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, I I know like two country songs. I, I was just... Uh, <laughs> and I can't name them. No, don't put me on the spot to name them. I have no idea where they are. Uh, no, no, I'm not going to. No, uh, I don't even know the title of that song. We actually used to play it at uh, the farmer's market. Taylor Swift, Love Story. <laughs> I do like that song. That's a good song. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't help the feelings. I can't, can't stop the feeling? Oh, got a... Not that 70s joint? No. It's, it's from stuff that uh, he likes the um i'll just say it for you any song that comes on guardians of the galaxy yeah that was from that it's just any title. song out of those two movies yeah, that's, yeah. It's, pretty good. it's pretty good it's a very good playlist yeah it's, good. yeah it's great it's like the awesome mix right yeah, yeah it is actually an awesome mix <laughs> it's the best mix actually best soundtrack out of any movie like hands down it's pretty fire um yeah, like that, I think that's I think that's pretty much it. That's all I had. So, do you guys have anything you 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 want to get over? You want to say um, any plugs you want to put in um, before we wrap up? I always like to call this last few minutes um, shameless plug time. So, I mean, whatever you guys want to say. Thank you for supporting. Yeah, no, that's it. Yeah, thank, yeah thanks, thanks for having us on. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. And thanks for uh, you know all of Baltimore for for keeping us afloat during COVID. Uh, it's, there's just been like so much love it's it's been great so we just want to grind harder for all y'all well that's great they there you have it folks there you have it and um so i guess i'll sign off um and again thank you guys for coming on um i'm, I'm sure i'm sure you have other things more important things to do but i thank you for taking the time to chat with me um, so this has been, uh, getting to the truth in this art saying that there's art in and around Baltimore. All you have to do is look for it. Mm-hmm.